In this episode, I want to talk about the lessons that I learned working in the banking industry for over 20 years. My name is David Eldip and you're listening to Value Driven. I went from being broke to independency in less than three years. And I want to share with you my experience and I want to help you to become stronger, live better and make an impact in this world. Welcome to a new episode of Value Driven. Every first Tuesday of the month, we want to spend 20 minutes to grow together. I think that 20 minutes can help you to change your life. It can help you to grow as a person and it can help you to become more successful. I want to encourage you to take time to invest in yourself to grow as a person. Because if you invest time into yourself, this is the best investment that you can do because it's going to give you the biggest growth. I want to thank you for sharing this episode or also other episodes with your friends. It really means a lot to me because I try to work as hard as I can to bring you value in this podcast. Every time you share this with your friend, it helps us to grow our community. And I think it's really necessary to tell the truth to people so that they can have a better life. So thank you very much for your effort. If you haven't rated or reviewed my podcast, please take a minute and do this. This really means a lot to me. You can also subscribe to this podcast so it will automatically hit your inbox on the first Tuesday of every month. Now let's dive into it and see if the lessons that I have learned in the investment banking industry can also help you. The reason why I started this is I was sitting in, uh, or at the moment I'm sitting in Colombia, in Medellin, Colombia. And yesterday I was thinking about what are the, the lessons, the seven major lessons that I was learning in the investment banking industry. And I started on Twitter to post them on Twitter. Every hour I try to post another lesson that I've learned. And today I want to go through this posts on Twitter and want to give you maybe a little bit more input on why I think those thoughts and how you can take advantage of those ideas. If you don't know me yet, I've been in the investment banking industry now for more than 20 years. It was the dream job that I had when I was a kid. I was like 12 years old and I was watching the movie Wall Street with Michael Douglas and Charlie Sheen and I knew for myself that I want to become a broker. I want to become an investment banker. And so I, I was lucky that when I was at the age of 22 years, I found the way into the investment banking industry. And I love the industry. I've learned a lot. I've met a lot of successful people. And uh, I also made a lot of experience in this field over the last 20 plus years. I had the privilege to work with high net worth clients, those are customers that have a minimum balance of a million dollars in their account. I remember one of my first accounts that I opened was a $10 million account. And um, I also had customers with higher accounts. I had the privilege to work with multimillionaires and even with a billionaire. Of course, over the last 20 years, the whole industry has changed, but in fact, most of the institutions didn't change. 20 years ago, it was almost impossible for a normal person, so somebody that has less than a million dollars, 
be able to invest in the financial markets. Nowadays, it's very easy. So the first lesson that I learned is that if you are a retail client, there's absolutely no way to make money unless you get the knowledge and do everything by yourself. As a retail client, if you want to work with a private bank, with an investment bank, which products will they offer to you? Now, if you go to your normal bank where you have your current accounts, they might offer you saving accounts. But if you want to talk to somebody in the, in the investment um, department, they will start to offer you investment funds, so-called mutual funds. They will try to explain to you that they take all the knowledge that they gave to the rich customers and put it into their mutual funds. And you, as a normal customer, have the ability to invest in the same strategies that the rich do. Which is right. I mean, the rich ones, the high net worth and the super high net worth will have the same opportunities to invest in. The only thing is that as a retail customers, you pay way more fees than the rich people do. So there will be fees for your brokerage account. There will be fees for uh, the mutual funds. There will be fees on every trade they make. And you have absolutely no overview of what fees you pay. Very easy, you will end up paying 5, 6, 7% of your balance. So this will reduce your profits or even put you into minus. Also, don't forget that there's something out there called inflation, which means that the money that you have today, the 100 euros, the 100 dollars that you have today will have less value next year. So this year, you will be able to buy more things for the same amount the next year. So as a retail customers, inflation and fees will end up all your profits and your capital over time. Also, don't forget that only 4% of the fund managers will beat the index. So 96% of all the fund managers out there are worse than the index. The index is an average of a market. So for example, the Dow Jones is an index of the, the biggest 30 companies in the US. The S&P 500 is an average of the 500 biggest companies in the US. DAX is a list, an average of the 30 biggest companies in Germany. Okay, these are all indexes and only 4% of all the fund managers will outperform the index. So long term, 96% of all the funds there, you will lose money. And also fees and inflation will eat up your capital. Now you could say, well, David, it's easy. I just have to find the 4%. You're right, but that's almost impossible because the fund managers always move on to other companies. So it's, as far as I see, impossible to always hit the winners. You might be lucky from time to time, but most of the time you're going to end up with one of the 96% that lose money. And especially investment fund companies, and this is now rule number two or lesson number two. They are great marketers, but they often fail to deliver. They will show you the highest quality of brochures, great websites, great stats, but they will fail to deliver. They will market at the nice skiing resorts. They will 
sponsor golf tournaments and sailing tournaments because this is where their customers are, right? I mean, don't forget, they are not really interested in the in the retail customers. They're interested in the high net worth, in the big ones, and they find them in those areas. So this is why they are going to market there. And on the other side, we all, the normal people, we want to be part of the rich ones, right? So we want to follow them. And the easiest way for us to follow them is by to putting our money into mutual funds where, as we already learned, are going to lose money. If you ask me, those investment fund companies, they are the best marketers out there. There is no industry where you can find better marketers than in the investment industry. So rule number one, the fees and inflation will eat up your money. And rule number two, they are great marketers that will not deliver what they say. Lesson number three is that every business, doesn't matter which industry it is, their highest goal, their primary goal is to make profits. This means that they want to sell you products where they make money, not you. Private bankers, investment bankers, they don't work for their clients. They work for their shareholders. They work for their employers, for their shareholders. Just go on Google and Google your favorite private bank and see where they resident. All this has to be paid. Like the rent has to be paid. The electricity has to be paid. All the employers have to be paid. Everything has to be paid. And then the shareholders want to make profit. And if then there's a leftover, this is what you make as a customer. And it doesn't matter if you're a retail customer, if you're a high net worth or a super high net worth. It's all the same. They work for the employer and they work for the shareholder. Just like any other business. Imagine you have a business or maybe you have a business. The highest goal is to make profits. And at the end of the day, the customer, the client always have to pay the profits. Another lesson that I learned, and this is lesson number four, it's all about making it so complicated that nobody understands what they are talking about. I remember when I first started in the banking industry, I didn't understand the word of what they were saying. It took me like a few months to understand what they were talking about. And they use such a complicated vocabulary that nobody who is not really involved in this industry will ever understand it. And it sounds so super complicated that you think you need them. But in fact, the whole industry is so simple. Like, you want to buy low, you want to sell high, you want to make good returns, and you want to avoid the bad papers. But they talk about alpha and delta and AUM and cost average, and they, they use words that nobody understands. So, and, 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 and it's funny because... If you listen to them, if you listen to the bankers, how they talk to each other, you think it's a foreign language they're using. And I think they all had the same experience when they started in this industry. They didn't understand anything. So they had to learn the vocabulary. If you learn the vocabulary, you don't need them. If you understand that it's really simple. 
Lesson number five was that I learned that they all work for commissions. Like they have a small salary, but they work for commissions. And I was really shocked when I recognized that the product that the bank wants to have out of the books, the, the, the product that they want to sell is landing in the customer's portfolios. So that means that the, the, the crappy shares that they have on their book and they want to get rid of, they sell to the customers. They don't sell it to the market because maybe the market won't buy it. They sell it to the customers and advertise it as the new super thing. And the bankers, in 90% of the time, know that they are selling the crappy stuff, but they don't care because those are the products that deliver the highest commission. And they don't only get commissions, they also get bonuses every year. If you walk through Manhattan in May, because May is the, is the month where the bonus is paid, you won't find any car showroom that has cars, you won't find any yacht showroom that has yacht, and all the jewelries will be sold because bankers take all their bonuses and spend it on those things. The best bankers are always the ones who make the highest commissions. This means that they are those ones who sell the most crap to their customers. And of course, your banker seems to be a nice person and they also seem to be available for you all the time. But this is just marketing. They are just salespeople. And it's funny because most of them have absolutely no education. Almost none of them has made it to college or university. They're just salespeople. But as they speak their super language with vocabularies that nobody understands, everybody thinks that they are super important. Lesson number six is... The times have changed, but almost all private banks missed the train. What I mean is that almost all the private banks, especially the old ones, they still offer you trading by phone or email where you have absolutely no control of the price that you pay. On the other side, there are brokerage accounts out there that where you can sign up online and you can trade online and you know exactly what price you pay. And... Those brokerage accounts are even cheaper. Your bank will tell you that the reason why you pay more is because you have his support and you have all those analysts out there and you get all the information you want, which is right, but there are other ways to get there. And this brings me to lesson number seven. We are living in a 21st century. We are living in an age where every one of us can get all the information 24-7 on the internet. There's no need to have a, a CFA in the background. There's no need to have all these analysts out there. There's no need to have all these supercomputer systems because they all, all the banks, all the investment banks, they all have the same resources of information. And you have them too because everything is out there on the internet. There are even websites out there where you can compare the different analysts' approaches and opinions. So as we said in lesson number six, they have old systems that they work on. It's like, if you ask me, it's, if, if, if we compare an old-fashioned banker with the brokerage accounts that are offered out there, this is like riding a horse or having a 
autonomous driving car. Okay, you might like、uh, to ride a horse from time to time, but most of the time, it's more convenient to sit in your car and let the car drive, right? Or have a driver in your car, have an automated driver in your car. And this is the difference between old-fashioned investment banks and today in the 21st centuries, where you can do everything by yourself online. And where you have access, and this is lesson number seven again, where you have access to all the information twenty four seven. Now, what I learned by listing all those lessons and doing the the research for this episode is that I'm convinced that in today's time, every one of us can manage our assets by ourselves. We don't need a a banker. That we pay fees for, we don't need a consultant. That we pay fees for. No, all the information is out there, twenty four seven. I think the most important thing that I would teach my kids was how to manage money, how to earn money, how to save money, and how to manage money, so that they can have a living from their assets in the future. We live in a time where, again, we have. Access to all the information out there, twenty-four-seven, and I think it's really important when it comes to money that you take the time to learn this stuff, because there's only one person that I trust when it comes to money, and that's me. That doesn't mean that I don't have business partners I do business with. That doesn't mean that I don't have, in some cases, people that manage some of my funds. But I always have full control of what I'm doing. I don't trust. Any bankers? I don't trust any consultants because I can have all the information by myself. I maybe take their opinion from time to time and see if it goes together with my values, but I do all the decisions by myself. And you don't have to be a genius to understand this. You just have to learn the principles. You have to learn. And, and and the principles are there. There are not too many principles. There are just five, six, seven things that you have to learn and to understand. And I'm, I'm my goal is to teach you those things over time with this podcast. Don't believe that everything is so complicated because it's not. Fundamental things are very easy, very simple, and you just have to learn the fundamentals. Okay, then you put your Once you learn the, the the fundamentals, you put your own style into it, and this is how you can become successful. And it's the same if if we talk about sports, if we talk about business, if we talk about investing, it's all the same. You have to learn the fundamentals, then you bring your own st- style, and then you succeed. If you want to master the game of money, there's no way around. You have to learn. You have to learn. You have to learn. You have to take some of your time. Put it into it and learn it, and I can guarantee you within one. If you take if you take just a few minutes every day, where you go online and research and learn some stuff, a year from now you will have a really big knowledge, and you will be able to manage your funds within one year, just a few minutes every day. Again, it's not so complicated. Most of the private bankers didn't go to university. Where did they learn it? They learn it by watching other people. Okay, that's how they learn it. You can do the same thing. You can get all the information twenty four seven. And I want to encourage you that you take a few minutes every day. You do your own research. You learn the things, 
and you do everything by yourself and this is where you succeed because then the fees will drop dramatically you don't have to trust anyone anymore you are responsible for your success now you don't have to put your money into mutual funds where you lose money you don't have to put your money into etfs where you don't know what's happening behind the scenes you have full control of all the fees and all the expenses okay if you like this episode please share it with your friends this would be a big step for me to reach more people out there if you have any questions to this episode just go to my website davidldeep.com and contact me there or Go on social media and drop me a line. I'm really happy if you contact me. No problem at all. All the all the questions that you sent go to my personal inbox. Okay? So nobody else will see them. It's only me who sees them. And I'm happy to answer all your questions. Okay? Thank you very much for taking your time. The 20 minutes today. Um, I see you next month. I'm, it's a real privilege for me that you spend your time with me. This means a lot to me. Thank you very much. I hope to meet you in the future. I hope that we can have a talk. Again, if you have any questions, just contact me. Thank you and have a blessed month. I see you soon. Thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I really would appreciate it if you shared it with your friends and tag me on Instagram or Facebook. You can also give a review on iTunes. Thank you very much. I hope to meet you one day.